Okay, as you can plainly see from the title, this is part two of my answer to the core question, why are liberals shocked to find out there are other points of view other than their own? So, all right, let's continue from where we left off. If you think I'm being unfair, we'll just look at the sheer nonsensical paranoia exhibited by Republicans regarding critical race theory, or CRT. So what is CRT? Critical race theory is a cross-disciplinary examination by social and civil rights scholars and activists of how laws, social and political movements, and media shape or are shaped by social conceptions of race and ethnicity. So, yeah. That's basically what it's supposed to mean. Practically no right-wing critic of CRT ever bothers to explain what it actually means with detailed analysis and counter-arguments. They just present a flimsy stereotype based on what they think it means, and the more vague, the better. Similarly, they have co-opted the term woke and rendered it virtually meaningless in addition to drastically overusing it, both as an issue and as a word. Well, might someone study the history of racism in the United States, even as a child, and gain some insight into how the system has actually functioned? Well, of course, and it makes sense to do so. That is really, you know, part of what education is supposed to be about learning facts, even the uncomfortable facts about what happened in the history of this country and, of course, throughout the world. And if you think a child is too immature to actually process some of that information, and if you want to keep them sheltered and, you know, never really discuss any uncomfortable realities about life in the universe, well, you're really insulting your child's intelligence, frankly. And, uh, of course, there are ways to introduce these concepts that are better than others, and that's a debate we can have, but the basic premise of never having a child encounter any of these issues, it's just, it's just kind of stupid, frankly. So, for example, one might want to study the hideous Dred Scott decision by the U.S. Supreme Court, which determined the following in 1857. So this is a quote from the decision. A free Negro of the African race, whose ancestors were brought to this country and sold as slaves, is not a citizen within the meaning of the Constitution of the United States. It continues, when the Constitution was adopted, they were not regarded in any of the states as members of the community which constituted the state and were not numbered among its people or citizen. Consequently, the Supreme Court had argued at the time, the special rights and immunities guaranteed to citizens do not apply to them, and not being citizens within the meaning of the Constitution, they are not entitled to sue in that character in a court of the United States, 
and the circuit court has not jurisdiction in such a suit. So, you know, should people learn about that in schools? Absolutely. They should also learn about learn about Loving versus Virginia, which finally made it so states could not ban interracial marriage. So why might Republicans especially object to that case being studied? Well, because it was decided in 1967, not 1857. That's obviously more recent history. And the fact that interracial marriage was capable of being banned before 1967 makes the U.S. government and those states look pretty terrible. Uh, Look at it this way. I'm only a little over 40 years old, and this case happened only about 14 years before I was born. It's not exactly ancient history, folks, but Republicans don't want us knowing this stuff or thinking about it. In fact, I dare say that Marjorie Taylor Greene's so-called national divorce talk has a lot to do with wanting to turn the clock back. Hell, she also recently admitted she wants to ban any Democrats who move to Georgia from voting for five years, which is, in her view, what states' rights ought to entail, as well as the right to ban gay and transgender people from the state, and surely other hideous things, and unconstitutional things, too. In fact, Texas Republicans now want to use their states' rights to ban polling locations and schools. And even more recently, Ron DeSantis down in Florida, uh, somebody in his, you know, orbit has proposed a bill where they would have any bloggers in the state of Florida register their blog officially with the uh, government down in Florida, and you're supposed to report, you know, uh, if you've been talking about Ron DeSantis or any anybody in the Florida government. And if, if you don't report, you know, that you've been blogging about them, and if you don't mention the source of who's funding your blog, the state will actually fine you. So that is like just outright fascism right there. There's there's just no no denying it. That's fascism, that's authoritarianism, that's uh really anti-Americanism. Oh even I don't normally throw the term anti-American around. You know, I'm not one of those people, but that's about as anti-American as it gets, frankly. But you know, that's Ron DeSantis for you. And uh the uh the overt transition into fascism is so blatantly obvious that there's just no no turning back from it at this point. You know, you, you either you either look at it and just say it's fascism, or you you don't address it at all. Like there's there's no way you can logically look at that and say it's not some authoritarian government overreach. It just is. And uh, if Republicans have their way, the youth will be dumb as rocks, frankly. Individual, individually, they will only be shown one side and left to evaluate the side based on intentionally restricted information. As we've seen 
quite clearly in that Florida example. And they're going to build on that if they can. And from what I understand, you know, Ron DeSantis is quite literally taking a page out of Vladimir Putin's book when it comes to that issue. Because I think that, from what I recall, Russia had a, uh, well, I'm sure they still have it, but they have a law where you have to register all of your uh, blog posts with the official government. So yeah, that's authoritarian. It's there's just no other way to describe it really. So they, you know, they they want any children in America to essentially be sequestered from outside facts, similar to what can happen during a jury's deliberations if they're separated from media access to prevent bias from affecting the outcome. Only in this case, the only facts they'll be able to consider are the heaps upon heaps of Republican lies and bizarre conspiracy theories and disjointed stereotypes about the world and the outside bias that they're protected from, that their you know, minds supposedly can't tolerate because they're just young, dumb kids. What's it, you know, they'd be protected from anything that's simply factual. Um, you know, you can't have facts. Um, it's just, just like I noted in the previous episode, you know, like they're trying to act that, you know, act like all these school books, you know, are pornographic or something like that. When, as I stated, the Bible itself contains um, very pornographic passages, including, you know, the, the one I mentioned where they compare a man's penis to that of a horse and they talk about how much jizz comes out of it. I, I still can't get over that passage. Um, and, you know, the, they'll talk about how, um, you know, occasionally you can find a book in a school library that has some, you know, sexual aspects to it or whatever. And, um, sure, you, you can do that, but, like, how many of these Republicans have never read anything sexual either as a, either as a teenager or, you know, like, how, well, more than half of these people when they were at that age, they were no doubt rifling through their parents' sock drawer looking to find their dad's hidden stash of adult dirty magazines and movies and such. I mean, you know that was happening in some of these cases. But, you know, that's that's the way these people are. They're, they're hypocritical. And uh, I, I guess that's also something that you'll see with the satanic panic. Like a lot of... Well, I, I kind of hate to pick on my own mom here, but I kind of have to. I remember she was, you know, giving me shit about some songs that I was listening to that uh, that had offensive lyrics or whatever. But for some reason, she she had once played me a George Carlin track where he was like swearing up a storm. And, and you know, I was upset by the hypocrisy of it. And, you know, that, that again, is, is a pretty constant theme with, you know, parents and conservatism is that eventually you're going to find 
that these people are being hypocrites. Not not that my mom was even particularly conservative, but you know, to be concerned about dirty words or offensive themes when it came to like hard rock or metal music, but somehow not so when it came to George Carlin. I mean, that was strange to me, but it's something that actually happened. I know it's anecdotal here, but you know, it's it's just one example that popped up in my mind. And really, that's a lot of how this uh, conservatism really is when it comes down to it. I know that, you know, when when I was, you know, a, a teenager or whatever, I wasn't perfect. You know, I was I was flawed, and uh, you know, I occasionally did read some adult books that had dirty scenes, or uh, I even saw some movies that I wasn't supposed to. But you know what? It didn't turn me into a raging maniac any more than, you know, life in general did. You know, the, the idea that you're going to see something offensive in or outside of a classroom and you'll never, ever be able to recover and it's just going to completely pervert you for life. Well, it's it's a little bit like the movie, um, what, what is that called? Reefer Madness. There we go. Like they take one puff of a marijuana cigarette and suddenly they're like capable of mass murder or something like that. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's just moral panic kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, we need to really move past it. It's just stupid. It's, it's never really been a good trajectory for society, but you know, the, the way our media is designed currently you know, every, everything's everything's about panicking, uh, moral crises piled upon moral crises. And, you know, I think some people tune out of it because we're just inundated with scandal and shock on a constant basis. And frankly, you know, that's that's kind of by intent of design, because if you got people who are just tuning out and not paying attention. And, you know, people who are divided, they can't stand each other and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, it's a divide and conquer thing. Then you have powerful interests who can swoop on in and just take control of the society and manipulate people and make them do things that they probably wouldn't do otherwise. And really, that's the name of the game. It's been going on forever. And really, it would be nice if people could actually move on from this kind of crap. So anyway, this is the end of part two, and I've got another episode coming up shortly.